You're listening to Cape Watch Radio with Pastor Dave Shank of Calvary Chapel, Cape May in Cape May, New Jersey. Join us as Pastor Dave teaches verse by verse through the book of Joshua. Call me sinners, poor, needy, and weak. He stands to save you now, full of pity and love, mighty power. He's willing and able, He calls you now. Look what he says here. The progression. I saw it. I coveted. I took it. And I hid it. Go to Genesis 3.16 and you're going to find something very similar. Eve saw the apple. And it was pleasing. And she understood that it was edible. And she took it. And she ate of it. And then in verse 9 of chapter 3, you see both Adam and Eve doing what? Hiding. They're hiding from God because of their sin. In this message, Pastor Dave will be teaching on one of Israel's defeats, how it happened, and how Israel fixed the problem. In the same way, we need to take note of what Israel did wrong and how one man's sin can impact the whole community. Also, we'll learn what it takes to make things right. Now here's Pastor Dave with part two of today's message, Setbacks, Causes, Cures. This is the child that he had with Bathsheba when he committed adultery with her. They had a child. He's talking about that child. There's consequences when we allow God's name to be blasphemed. It's a scary, scary situation. See, God wanted Israel to be victorious. God wants us to be victorious. He's given us all the tools to be victorious. But he wanted them to trust him in all things. He wanted them to obey their commands. Likewise, he wants the victorious Christian to be victorious over sin. He wants us to have the victory over sin. He's given us the Holy Spirit to lead us and to guide us and to empower us so we can say no to sin. He's given that, and we need to stay close to Him. But God doesn't make it impossible for us not to sin. He doesn't do that. It becomes a choice that we must make. I have decided to follow Jesus. You sang that. I have decided to follow Jesus. Were those just words? Or do they really, really mean something in your heart? Has something really taken place in your heart that when you sing that song, you get goosebumps like, I really decided to follow you, Lord. No matter what's going on, I'm following you. See, that's the kind of faith God wants. I'm following Christ. It's a choice. Apostle John knew this. The Apostle John knows it's impossible maybe for us not to sin. And he says in chapter 2, verse 1 of 1 John, My little children, these things I write to you, that you may not sin. If anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not only for ours only, but also for the whole world. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ. When you become a victorious Christian, the abundant life that we have, you're full of gusto. You're full of power. You're full of, full of everything, and you walk in this radical obedience that, that Joshua and Israel was walking in. And you're in the center of God's will. But I want to tell you right now, being in the center of God's will, in radical obedience, is a dangerous place because you're going to be attacked more. You're going to be attacked much more. Much more than if you just sit on the sidelines Because you've come to the higher ground and there's no shelter on the high ground from the storms. You've reached the high ground of Christ. There's no shelter. 
And a person who's determined to receive all that God has for them is going to be subject to the devil's schemes and his wiry arrows and darts and things like that. You might as well put a big bullseye on your back. You don't believe me? Open your house to a Bible study. Don't believe me? Try to witness to to your neighbor. And watch what happens. Try to take that high ground. You need to be prayed up. You need to be humbled before the Lord. You need to have those things in your life. Joshua knows that if God's hand and blessing is not there, they shouldn't have crossed into the promised land. If God won't deliver them, they're lost. Likewise with us. If we're not delivered by God, we're lost. How different so much in Christianity today. They have man's programs and man's power. And they prop these things up and they can't understand why there's nothing going on. In fact, some of them are propped up so much that if God withdrew her hand, they wouldn't even stop. They'd just continue on. they just continue on. So you have self-confidence. You have neglect. Neglect of prayer. You have disobedience. If you look at a time when you've stumbled in the past, I bet you can see the same things. Self-confidence or pride. You've seen neglect of prayer life. And you've seen disobedience because you've disobeyed. The effect of sin was now what? We read, they don't have any power before their enemies. They have absolutely no power before their enemies. None there. So, we have a setback. This major setback. We've looked at the causes and things like that. Now what's the cure? What's the cure for our setback? What's the cure now that we've had this setback? Setbacks come in our lives. Setbacks come. We don't want them to. But we, 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 we mess up. What's the cure? I love it. Let's read the rest of the chapter, 10 through 26. Back in Joshua 7. So the Lord said to Joshua, get up. Why do you lie thus on your face? Israel has sinned and they have also transgressed. My covenant which I commanded them, for they have taken some of the accursed things and have both stolen and deceived, and they have also put it among their own stuff. Therefore the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turn their backs before their enemies, because they have become doomed to destruction. Neither will I be with you any more, unless you destroy the accursed from among you. Get up, sanctify the people, and say, Sanctify yourselves for tomorrow, because thus says the Lord God of Israel, There is an accursed thing in your midst, O Israel. You cannot stand before your enemies until you take away the accursed thing from among you. In the morning, therefore, you shall be brought according to your tribes. And it shall be that the tribe which the Lord takes shall come according to the families. And the family which the Lord takes shall come by the households. And the household which the Lord takes shall come by man by man. Then it shall be that he who has taken the accursed thing shall be burned with fire. He and all that he has because he has transgressed in the covenant of the Lord and because he has done a disgraceful thing in Israel. So Joshua rose early in the morning and brought Israel by their tribes, and the tribe of Judah was taken. He brought the clan of Judah and took the family of the Zerites. And he brought the family of the Zerites man by man, and Zabdi was taken. Then he brought his household man by man, and Achan, the son of Carmi, with the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, the tribe of Judah, was taken. Now Joshua said to Achan, My son, I beg you, give glory to the Lord God of Israel and make confession to him. And tell me now what you have done, not hide it from me. Achan answered Joshua and said, Indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel, and this is what I have done. When I saw among the spoils a beautiful Babylonian garment, 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold 
weighing 50 shekels. I coveted them and took them. And there they are, hidden in the earth in the midst of my tent with the silver under it. So Joshua sent messengers and they ran to the tent and there it was, hidden in the tent with the silver under it. And they took them in the midst of the tent and brought them to Joshua and all the children of Israel and laid them out before the, of the Lord. Then Joshua and all Israel with him took Achan, the son of Zerah, the silver, the garment, the wedge of gold, his sons, his daughters, his oxen, his donkeys, his tent, his sheep, and all that he had, and they were brought them to the valley of Achor. And Joshua said, Why have you troubled us? So the Lord will trouble you this day. So all Israel stoned him with stones, and they burned them with fire after they said stoned them with stones. Then they raised over him a great heap of stones, still there this day. So the Lord turned from the fierceness of his anger. Therefore, the name of the place has been called Valley of Achor to this day. Wow. Valley of trouble. Valley of Achor. Valley of trouble. So what's the cure? Well, I love it. The Lord says to Joshua, get up. (laughs) I love that. Get off your face. Get into action. Get up and get into action. Don't look away from the problem. Face it. Face the problem. You sin. Face the problem. Don't look away. We must first see what it is. We must see what we've done as what it is. Sin. Now you can go to a lot of churches and they'll gloss over it. No, you made a mistake. You made a this. You made that. No, 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 no. You've sinned. Because we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There's no one righteous, no, not one. We have to call it what it is. It's sin. The Lord's saying to Joshua, get up. And let's get in action. See what it is. Help us. Don't dance around the issue. The Lord tells Joshua, Israel has sinned. And if you do not correct it, he says, I'm not going to be with you any longer. Wow. That's scary. You don't correct it, I'm not going to be with you any longer. Sin results in the loss of God's power. And we don't feel his presence anymore when we're in sin. We don't feel his presence. Has he left us? No. But we don't feel it. We've left him. We've left him. We don't feel his presence. You don't have to turn there. I'll turn there. Listen to David in Psalm 51. He says, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies. Blot out my transgression. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight, that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part you will make me known wisdom. Purge me with hyssop that I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Make me hear joy and gladness that the bones you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. Don't cast me away from your presence. Don't take your Holy Spirit from me, he says. Restore the joy of your salvation. Uphold me by your generous spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your way, and sinners shall be converted to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God, the God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall show forth your praise. For you do not desire sacrifice, or else I would give it. You do not delight in birth offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. These, O God, you will not despise 
Do good in your good pleasure to Zion. Build the walls of Jerusalem. Then you shall be pleased with the sacrifices of the righteous. With burnt offering and whole burnt offering, they shall offer bulls and altar. David says, don't take your presence away from me, Lord. I can't stand it. Don't take your spirit away, Lord. I can't stand it. I need your spirit, Lord. Yes, I've sinned and I confess it to you now. I confess my sin before you, Lord. I'm guilty. I've sinned against you, Lord. You alone have I sinned and I'm guilty. Yes, I am. Own up to it, he says. Face it. Against you and you alone. Sin strangles and stifles the abundant life. So what is the cure? What's the cure? Well, confession has to be number one. Confession has to be number one. Confess, I didn't pray. I was disobedient. I was prideful. I took something I shouldn't have. Achan heard the commands of the Lord, Joshua said. He knew that the spoils of Jericho belonged to the Lord. He was not a stupid person. He had heard what Joshua had said. First fruits go to the treasury. But Achan took steps towards sin. See, there's always steps that lead to sin. Anybody that's ever come to me who's been caught in a trespass, and I myself sometimes, when you get in that place, you go, how did I get here? Well, it didn't just happen. There were steps that led towards it. There were steps that lead us towards sin. Sodom, a lot didn't end up in Sodom all at once. The first thing he did was he took the land that faced towards Sodom. He took the best land that he wanted. Abraham said, you can have all the land you wanted. Lot said, I want the best land. And he pitched his tent facing Sodom. And little by little, he moves into the town. And the next thing you see, he's sitting at the gate. And that meant he was very, very important to sit at the gate of Sodom. Sin doesn't happen overnight. Look what he says here. The progression. I saw it. I covered it. I took it. And I hid it. Go to Genesis 3.16 and you're going to find something very similar. Eve saw the apple. And it was pleasing. And she understood that it was edible. And she took it. And she ate of it. And then in verse 9 of chapter 3, you see both Adam and Eve doing what? Hiding. They're hiding from God because of their sin. So confession. Get back on your knees in prayer. One commentator said this. I love this. One commentator said this. Quote, if we pray in the time of victory, you will never have to plead in the time of defeat. If we would pray in the time of victory, if we would pray for the victories and give God the credit, we would never have to plead with them. Oh God, I'm so sorry. In defeat. Had Joshua prayed before the battle and sought the will of God, God would have shown him that there was something nasty in the camp. God would have said, no, you can't go to battle until you clean things up. You can't do it. Too many times we run into battle ill-equipped because we haven't prayed. We haven't humbled ourselves before God. And we are disobedient. Something's holding us back. The next thing is do something about it. Get up. Follow the Spirit into action. What do you want you to do? Well, repent. Humble yourself before the Lord. Maintain your time of prayer. This is one of the reasons why we've come back to prayer on Sunday nights. I cannot tell you the amount of things that the Lord did when we were praying regularly on Sunday nights. Many, many different things. In fact, I believe that some of you are a result of us praying on Sunday nights. But we stopped for some reason. I don't know why. We just did. But now we want it to start up again because we see the need for prayer. And when a body of Christ neglects prayer, the body of Christ is in trouble. And we need to get back to prayer. 
Joshua doesn't need to beg God to change his heart towards Israel. God loves Israel. Joshua has to change Israel's hearts before God. It's a matter of the heart. Our hearts have to be changed before God. God's provision for us is simply that we live an unbroken victory. But he's not going to make defeat impossible. He's not going to take away our ability to choose right and wrong. Why do you think that is? I think it's because he wants us to love him for who he is. He wants us to willingly love him and submit our life to him. I mean, if you're in a relationship, don't you want that person to willingly want to love you for who you are? Instead of be saying, you got to love. He always makes it possible for us not to sin. God always gives us a way out. And finally, we see in these verses, the last thing that we do is we blot it out. We got to get rid of it. It has to be blotted out. And this sometimes hurts because we got to get rid of it. We got to blot out the sin. We got to get rid of it. That means to repent and move forward. It means to change your direction. It means to cleanse yourself and not go back. Do you know in Matthew 5 and Matthew 18, Jesus says the same thing. He says, if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. He says, if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. Wow. Huh? He's being, whatever it is that's causing you to sin, get rid of it. I don't advise you to pluck out your eyes and cut your hands off. But you get the analogy that Trice is making here. Movie Fireproof. I love the movie Fireproof, where the fire guy and the girl are having all these problems, and he's constantly on the computer looking at porn. And the Lord continues to put it upon his heart, and he becomes born again. My favorite part of the whole movie is when he rips that computer out of the wall, goes in and puts it out, takes a baseball bat, and smashes it up. That's blotting out the sin. He's taken away his opportunity to sin. That's what happens. Blot it out. Get rid of it. If you can't go to places that serve alcohol, don't go. If you have a problem with this or have a problem with that, you know, we all have cell phones. Call somebody. I'm struggling today. I really want to look at this porn, but I'm having a difficult time. Can you help me? Yeah, brother, I'll pray with you on the phone. I'll talk to you. Let's pray together. Let's overcome this with the Lord. Come on. We're one here. We're the body of Christ. We need each other. We need to help each other. I really have a problem. I have a problem with gambling. I can't even go near Atlantic City. Can't even smell it. I got to stay away from it. Completely away from it. We have to do what we need to do to live the life that God has called us to. And that's the abundant life. If I put myself in position to sin, it's a real good chance I'm going to. Simple. A real good chance I'm going to. He blots it out. Here he gets rid of them. And you know, this is pretty harsh. Pretty harsh. Jesus caught the lady in adultery. What did he say to her? Where are your condemners? Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. People get upset with this because it appears that the entire family was killed. It appears that the entire family was killed. And people ask me, well, how can God do this? Well, the reasoning is they lived in a tent. They all shared the tent together. 
And if I come in and I'm hiding things under the tent and you're there, you see me hiding things under the tent, so now you become part of the sin. So if you know your friend has a drinking problem, you don't go to him and go, hey, let's go to the bar. Right? We have got to look out for each other. We have got to help each other and bring each other along. We've got to love each other. And that's what love does. That's what love is. They're not necessarily were stoned. They're not real sure. Instead of being killed with their father, they really believed that Achan's children were probably called forth as witnesses against the father, but they're not sure. And they go back by the pronouns. In verse 725 and 726, you have you, you, and then him, him. It's a reference to one person being stoned. And then the plural used in verse 24 and 25, them, them, probably is a reference to his possessions, not his children. But we really don't know. The word looks pretty bold here. Anyhow, anyhow, look at the result, okay? Look at the result after the confession. Look at the result after the prayer. Look at the result after we got up and we started getting going. Look at the stuff. Look at the result after blotting it out. Look at the result. Verse 26. Then they raised over him... A great heap of stones. Now see, it just says him. It doesn't say them. It says him. And still there to this day. Here it is. So the Lord turned from the fierceness of his anger. So the fierceness of the anger from the Lord was turned because they went to the cure for the setback. They went to the cure. Israel was now again in position to walk in power and guidance of God after they had been finally conquered once again by God. They've humbled themselves. They've submitted themselves. This kind of victory only comes after death. The kind of victory only comes after death. Therefore, we need to die to the enemy, and the enemy is our self. Enemy is our self. We must die to self. These besetting sins that come upon us, We need to have the power and the victory of Jesus Christ in our life. The power of his resurrection. We love that. The fellowship of his sufferings we don't like so much. But the power of his resurrection. It's ours as we crucify the flesh. Reckon the old man dead. Jesus said, you want to be my disciple? Deny yourself. Pick up your cross and follow me. This is the victorious Christian. The victorious Christian knows what to do with his sin. The victorious Christian knows that if it happens, when it happens, get right back on your knees to God. Get right back in front of God and declare yourself, I'm a sinner, I need you. This is the victorious Christian life. And this is what I see in Joshua 7. Now you may read it and get a whole different thing, and that's okay. But this is what I see. This is what I feel like we needed to speak about today. As this Joshua said, we're looking for this victorious Christian life that God has come to give us. I've come to give you life and life more abundant. You may have the abundant life, Christ said. That's what we want. We need to be able to take it. It's ours by faith. Amen? God tells us in Joshua 1.9 to be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. What encouragement that is. God is with us wherever we go, just as he was with his people, the Israelites, on their journey into the promised land. Do you know the love and strength the Lord can give you? 
If you haven't yet discovered the power of a personal relationship with Jesus, we'd like to tell you more. Please give us a call at 609-884-5821 and we'll be happy to introduce you to the one who will change your life forever. You can also send us an email at info at capewatchradio.com. That's info at capewatchradio.com. We'd also like to invite you to get involved in a church community to help fuel your passion for Jesus and support you on this journey. If you are in the Cape May, New Jersey area, why not come by Calvary Chapel, Cape May? We'd love to have you join us for our time of fellowship, worship, and Bible study with Pastor Dave. We gather together every Sunday at 8.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. and Wednesday at 7 p.m. You'll find our address and driving directions by visiting our website at capewatchradio.com or by giving us a call at 609-884-5821. We're so glad you tuned in to Cape Watch Radio. Pastor Dave will continue walking verse by verse, chapter by chapter, through the book of Joshua. When you join us next time, may God bless you today and always.